uh, we want uh, people to understand that this is something that you don't want to get. Monkeypox encompasses a lot of the similar symptoms that COVID has, like fatigue and fever. I definitely think monkeypox is worse. It's an extremely unpleasant experience for people who get monkeypox. The lesions are painful. They can occur in painful places. What does it take to get a more in-depth look into the week's top local news stories? The Debrief brings you inside for a one-on-one -on -one conversation with our reporters every week, right here, right now. The Debrief. I'm Erica Byfield. Monkeypox is an issue that has so many people talking right now, especially right here in New York City, because we happen to be the epicenter of what is happening with this outbreak nationwide. So many of those cases happening right here in Manhattan. We found out 75% of the cases in New York State right now are in Manhattan, and one third of those are in Hell's Kitchen. The other community deeply impacted is Chelsea. So we want to tell you a lot about what's going on with this situation and what the response is from the federal government, the state, and local authorities here in New York City. So many people are asking us questions about how people are feeling about this, what treatment is available, how many vaccines are out there. We found out that the federal government now has 210,000 vaccines available nationwide, but just a sliver of those are going to communities right here in our region. So we also want to introduce you to someone who's actually been impacted by what's happening, by monkeypox. He told us that he had COVID twice. He's had monkeypox once, and he says what he dealt with in that situation is far worse. And now we're joined by Gerald Feblis. He lives in Hell's Kitchen. It's one of the communities that we learned today that is highly impacted by monkeypox. Gerald, we're hearing that right now you're ending your quarantine. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, um, so it's been a few weeks um, in the process of, of dealing with monkeypox, and I'm finally at the stage where all of my lesions have um, started to crust over and some of them have even disappeared. I have been going to the Department of Infectious Disease at Columbia and uh, working with this particular doctor who's been overseeing my journey with monkeypox. And it's been very reassuring and comforting to have that support and, and, and uh, medical you know, care throughout this process. Can you tell me about when you first realized you may have this or how did you find out? Yeah, so it was right um, after Pride. It was like literally the day after Pride in New York City. I had one bump on my hand that resembled what I thought was like a mosquito bite or just something that didn't seem too concerning. Um, the next day when I woke up, there was two or three of them. And then the original one actually was a lot larger. And then within a few hours, I had four or five more and they were kind of you know spreading all, in all parts of my body. So I took it upon myself that very day to go to Lenox Hill um, emergency room and have myself tested there. And within mm -hmm. that, that short visit, um, they were the doctors were able to verbally confirm that I had monkeypox. And then a couple of days after that, the Department of Health called me and they confirmed on their end with the samples they took that I had monkeypox. So it was a pretty um, involved process. Were you aware of it prior to your diagnosis? Um, I was aware that monkeypox was something that was being spoken of and that it was something that was affecting um slowly to start affecting our community i was not ever thinking that it would affect me i think that was just something that you know was ignorance or just not enough knowledge i was like oh i'll be fine um i was doing making an effort to try and go get vaccinated and then lo and behold two or three days later i ended up having it 
Wow. So today I was listening in on a news conference and they were talking about it and they were saying that awareness is probably not where it needs to be because a lot of people are dealing with COVID right now. I've heard you've also had COVID. Is that right? Yes, I've had COVID twice in the last two years. And then on top of that, now having monkeypox. So it's been, it has not been a fun couple of years. And which one do you think was worse? I definitely think monkeypox was worse. I think monkeypox encompasses a lot of the similar symptoms that COVID has, like fatigue and fever um, mm. and, and shortness of breath and all those things on top of feeling like you have like poison ivy and got stung by bees. And it is just like the most uncomfortable and painful experience. And also the quarantine time is so much longer. So it, it just really isn't ideal for anyone. <laughs> Yeah, when we were listening today to the health commissioner for New York State, she was saying that it's really, really uncomfortable and she doesn't think that people realize this is something you really don't want to have. What would you say about that? I agree 100 percent. I like I have been advocating to all of my friends like I, I would have I, I would have never taken this as seriously until I experienced it myself. And now that I'm in this position and can and can say from experience what it feels like and how uncomfortable and painful it is. I am reassuring all of my friends, this is not something you want to encounter. Please, you know, be careful, limit whatever type of physical interactions you have with anyone or anything and go get vaccinated and just do what you can to get to protect yourself so you don't end up in this situation. Can we go back to your symptoms for a while? So have they gone away, the bumps, all of the lesions? Yeah, I mean, I can show you. So my hands were probably the worst um, place that I had them. There's like one there and then there was one right there, but this entire hand region was covered in them. And they were very like inflamed and very noticeable. Like I, I could just point out my hand and you would know that they were there. Now with the medication that I've been taking um, through the clinical treatments I've been getting at the Department of Infectious and Disease, they have in like the last four days have like gone away completely. So hmm. right now there's just a lot of progress and I don't have many lesions um, left in my body. And the ones that I do are crusted over Symptom-wise, I have no symptoms. I feel like completely normal. That's fantastic. We've been hearing mm -hmm. also today that, um, as you know, a lot of people are trying to get the vaccine. Were you able to get it? Do you Can you tell us that? Yeah, so I tried to get it um, the first that I heard of it, which was a couple of weeks ago, and I got to a good stopping point at work. And the second that I went and logged on to the link, they were already gone within like maybe an hour, maybe even less. Um, and then two or three days later, I ended up having monkeypox. So it was very unfortunate in that time frame. And now the question that I'm kind of facing that I still need to do some research on is when can I now be eligible to get it? Because I assume there will be some sort of waiting period or contingencies that come with the vaccine now that I've been affected with monkeypox. What are you thinking about the response so far from the federal government and New York City? Um, I think I appreciate that there's more conversation about it now, but I definitely think from firsthand experience going through the, the, the treatment from Lenox Hill to Columbia and, and, North, and, and New York Presbyterian, I am in a place now where I just feel like there needs to be way more emphasis on, on what, what we can deliver audiences to prepare for and what to expect. When I was going um, on my first visit to figure out if I had it, there was just no information. No one knew anything. People were a little scared to, to even like give you the, the, the uh, confirm anything. So it left me in a place where I just mentally felt um, unsure and, and scared. And that's probably the worst thing that for a patient to, to leave any sort of clinical treatment uh, with.
It's kind of interesting that you said that because today at this uh, news conference where they were talking about that, that's what they wanted to tell people. Like, do not be afraid. We want to let you know vaccines right. on the way. We're expanding testing, all of those things. We found out today that New York City is the epicenter. You probably already knew this of what's going on with this, uh, this outbreak right now. And they are also feeling a little bit more confident in the numbers, even though it is happening in our community. We learned that Right now, um, as of yesterday, there are 119 cases in New York City. Were you familiar with these numbers? Has anyone talked to you about like how widespread it is? Yeah, so I was familiar with the numbers after my first visit um, at the infectious um, disease apartment at Columbia Bay. Um, we kind of talked a little bit about statistics and data that we do have so far. Mm -hmm. um, so I was really able to educate myself on how this started. And, and where we and how we think it, it, it you know escalated and, and then on top of that what the numbers are looking like and what the infectious rate how it's increasing on a day by day so it did really help me um kind of see like how quickly this is progressing and if there's anything you know if we have a chance at potentially stopping this from becoming covid part two so tell me about your symptoms you said you started to feel something before you actually saw something Correct. Yeah. So a couple of days prior to actually seeing physical things on my body, I was experiencing slight uh, chills and sweats at night. Um, they did not last like your normal flu or, or COVID symptoms. It was really honestly like a day or two. And then after that, everything kind of dissipated. I thought I was fine again. And then clearly a couple of days later, things started showing up where I could physically see that there was something still in my body progressing. Yeah. You said swollen lymph nodes as well. Yeah, I did. Ha I had uh, swollen lymph nodes, um, both in my neck and my groin area. That made it very, very uncomfortable in terms of pain. Um, anytime I wanted to sit, there's obviously pressure that goes into, into the groin area. And specifically with swallowing or chewing, that made things very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So that part of the, of the symptom prolonged for quite a bit. Um, and then it made it very apparent with that, plus the, the lesions, that it was evident that I was a victim of monkeypox. Wow, but you literally had to deal with those symptoms for like a, more than a week before you got the medicine, right? Correct, yeah. Between the time that I figured everything out uh, and, and realized that I had monkeypox and then finally was asked to be a part of the clinical treatment, I um, it was a, a good like five or six days that I was just kind of like suffering in pain, trying to figure out answers or resources or just anything. So I was very grateful when I was um, asked to be a part of this clinical treatment. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Do you know how many other people participated in it? How long it's going to go on? I mean, I'm assuming it's ongoing. Yeah, so I don't know much about the um, actual details of how many people are involved or 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 what the, the data is. I do know that there are other people involved. I, as, as I'm leaving, there are people coming in um, with the, the doctors. Um, so the way it works is I've been asked to be a part of a treatment um, using a drug called uh, tecoviramat, and they're using it on an investigational basis to see if it can treat um, or potentially cure monkeypox. It was originally used for smallpox, and I guess now they're trying to repurpose it and see what can come out of it. So I basically went into some blood work um, and was evaluated, and then that same day was sent home with medication. Um, I would say from the day I, I took the medication, fast forward three or four days later, I'm now obviously where I'm at now, and I have um, like 95%, you know, improvement in, in my entire body. So do you think the medicine worked? I think for me, I, it worked. I, I, I don't know anyone else who's, who's doing it. So I don't want to speak on anyone else's behalf. 
but I am a hundred percent, you know, like confident that the way it worked with my body, it worked very, very well. Hmm. That's interesting. You mentioned that because today there are a lot of questions about, you know, where we are with things and what's happening. What does the state know? What does the federal government know? And all of the doctors that were involved said that the study is continuous. And it seems like you're proof of that with the, the medicine that they gave you. Yeah. So um, they're correct in terms of the continuous as well. So I have a um, diary and, and follow-up schedule from now all the way through August. So mm -hmm. I think even after the, 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 um, my you know recovery with monkey pox i still have to go back into um the department of infectious disease and follow up with the doctor and make sure there's no residual effects on my body from either the medication or monkey pox so it's a it is a long process but mm -hmm. i'm happy to be a part of it if it ultimately helps everyone can i ask you one final question about that did they ask you how did you, did you raise your hand how did you even know this was going on <laughs> yeah so i actually um was interviewed um, by an affiliate of NBC last week. And someone um, that I guess is in contact with the, the particular doctor who's involved in this in this treatment um, reached out to the doctor and they connected us. And then I was just mm -hmm. able to, you know, get that resource. So I was very thankful that just because of my, my, my appearance on NBC, someone saw it and then they connected me and it was just a very, you know, um, fortunate way of, of being connected to, to help and resources. And that's why I'm so, you know, vocal now about sharing my story because I'm, I'm hoping that the same, you know, thing that someone did for me, I can do for someone else. Yeah. So I guess your message is to be careful. There is help and potentially you can be involved in the study too. Right. Yeah. I don't, I, I definitely don't know how, what, what, you know, their acceptance or, or, you know, processes, but I do know that now that I've been a part of it, there is help somewhere. Well, I'm glad you're feeling better. Uh, when are you going to get out of your quarantine? Um, so technically I am okay right now, but um, mm. just because I do have a couple of more lesions that are still visible, um, I just want to be um, extra careful. So I'm probably going to be isolating for a few more days um, just to make sure that everything's fine. Next week, I have one more follow-up with um, the Department of Infectious Disease and uh, make sure that everything's completely okay, that there's nothing else on my body that's concerning. And then mm -hmm. um, I'm good to go. So maybe like three or four more days. All right. Well, Gerald, you are my champion. Uh, thank you for speaking about this, but also I'm sorry that you had to experience this, but I think communicating this way with people in New York and beyond will obviously help them. Don't you agree? Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. I think the more conversation, the better. All right. Thank you, Gerald. We appreciate your time with us today. Obviously, monkeypox is an issue that we all need to be aware of as this epidemic spreads across the United States. Thank you. Thanks for watching The Debrief. I'm Erica Byfield. We also want to send a special thanks out there to our team for putting this together. Kiki and Tarasuan, Melissa Mack, and Ben Berkowitz. I'm Erica Byfield. This is The Debrief. Uh -huh.